All right, we are just over a week into 2021, and the world only continues to lose its mind more. As I'm recording this, it is January 8th. We are literally entering the second week of 2021, and the spirit that was ignited in 2020 has not calmed down, but only worsened. The best way to describe it is the tweet that's like, uh, I'm, I'm over 2021 already. And we're like, we're only a weekend. You can't say that. And said, and they kicked back and said, well, I'm over it. But I, I accrued a few weird headlines in the first week that I was going to do kind of a joking episode about, but then the storm, the Capitol happened. And then the purge social media purge is happening right now. As of recording started a little bit earlier today. And I'm like, all right, I can't not sit back and not say anything any sooner. So with that being said, welcome back to the rambling Viking podcast. We are living through, uh, I, I, what I believe big moments in history. And now I I also believe that people are arrogant and they always think that they are living in, um, the, you know, the biggest moments in history within their lifetimes. But I truly think this is a big one as we see not only how last year unfolded with the global pandemic. I, I said all year, it's weird to think that I can look back and say, I said all last year, (laughs) I can't believe we're already through it, but all last year, kind of my joke was, is like, Hey, this is going to be something you'll tell your grandkids about and say, you know, I was in the, I was in the 2020, uh, pandemic of the Chinese coronavirus, or as I like to call it, the Kung flu. And, you know, that'd be a big story and talk about the craziness of the times. But now as having just finished the book in 1984, and I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing that, but I believe it to be relevant. And I now I'll say this. I believe 1984 could be relevant. You could find good relevance. The reason why it's still around and you still usually have to read it in high school is because I think it holds real re- relevance in, um, at any point in time, but I think at certain points in time, it holds more relevance or more weight and can be more accurate. And this, I, I, I believe to be one of those times. So let's start with some lighter news before we get to the heaviest stuff. And I, and, and let's be real. I'm not coming to any real conclusions here offering, I don't know, any real like super concrete solutions. It's more of Uh, I believe this is just something that we need to talk about and need to try and flesh out. And the biggest question that will kind of be underlying this episode of the podcast is really for me, it's really how do we fix this? How do we correct course? Are we the Titanic? Is it too late? Are we going to hit the iceberg and it's a matter of are we hitting it head on or are we hitting it on the side? And because guess what? In the game of life, there's never enough lifeboats. And so that's really become my question is how far have we hit our point of no return? Can we course correct? Can we find a way for people to come together in some semblance in a time when seemingly everyone is so divided? And I mean, I love just looking through my Twitter because it was literally I I try and follow like the good balanced person I am. I try and follow, you know, some people that I would say I disagree with or just, you know, and and have a decent variety. And it actually kind of worked because I would see people enraged over the banning of President Trump and then see people praising it. And, and so it's like, all right, it's in real time and it's literally polar opposite sides. And just with the narrative in the last couple of days after that, 
the raid, I mean, it's just craziness, but I'm not going to lie to you and not get to the lighter news, which is still kooky news, because we've, 2021 already is coming in, in is, is really giving 2020 a hold my beer moment. It's like, oh yeah, you got a pandemic. That was easy. Watch me do this without no pandemic. Be crazier than you. Oh, and we're going to do it before inauguration day. <laughs> We're going to do it before new president is even turned over. <clears throat> so where, let's see, where did I, there it is. There's my notes. <clears throat> yes, I took notes on this. So <clears throat> we'll start with this one. There was a headline that I saw online and no, I don't have the link to it, but I'm sure you can go find it. The headline based, I, I believe, I don't know if this is verbatim, uh, encourage men to pee sitting down to be more inclusive of trans men. Now, that's not verbatim. I'm going to say it's a slight paraphrase, but basically the headline literally was like, men men need to start sitting to pee to be more inclusive of trans men. And like I said, on a lighter note, first and foremost, I'm going to stop you there and say, you ask any guy out there, any penis-wielding guy, any, any biological male, all right. <clears throat> what are the obvious pros of being a man over a woman? Not saying that men are better than women. Now, in a joking sense, I always will, but <laughs> maybe not. But what what is one of the biggest pros that guys, or at least guys that I know and myself tote about, oh, why, you know, what's 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 great about being a man? I can pee standing up, which then the way the way that men urinate allows me to go outside, <clears throat> find a dart, find a corner, stand in it, and go to the bathroom, and nobody knows because of my anatomy. Whereas being a female, you have to go pants down, squat every time, and it's really hard to do that discreetly. Pulled over on the highway, I can pee in the car. I mean, not saying women can't, but <clears throat> it's easier, right? I can pull over the highway, open two doors, and just bam. And just go like that. I mean, I could be peeing and someone not even know. And it just basically like my back is turned. Standing and peeing is one of the greatest gifts of being a man that we can get. And so first and foremost, that's where I... And don't take this too seriously. But that's what... I mean, am I wrong for saying it's like, look, I'm... Am I all for... I am all for inclusivity. I think in the woke sense of the word, though, we get a little carried away. But... I'm all for, you know, not being a bigot, basically. Being tolerant, acceptant, I guess you want to say. Uh, now, I'm not accepting of the crazy person who thinks they're a toaster and is trying to stuff bread in their head or something crazy like that. But I don't know. But <clears throat> I don't know where I'm getting with it. Basically, what I'm saying is, look, why... This is one of the greatest privileges afforded to me as a man. I can stand and pee. I don't have to full. I don't have to go full sit. It's not a process. It is very simple, folks. And like I said, that is that is like literally top of mind when people are like, "Oh, what quick pros of being a guy?" It's like, well, I can stand stand as I pee, um, and then <laughs> and then honestly, it gets <laughs> short list <laughs> goes kind of from there. And so it's just like, yeah, that's that's. Sometimes it's the only one on the list, but 
Yeah, to be more inclusive of trans men. So me going and doing my private business in the bathroom and sitting is somehow me putting forth inclusive vibes to trans men, a.k.a. women, who believe that they are men and want to transition to men. Yeah, no thanks. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pee the way I want to pee. And this is what I've always talked about. I don't have to... And this is this is my my problem sometimes is that things get framed in such a way that it's a, if I am not actively celebrating whatever it is whatever ideal you hold or believe I can literally be like hey do that thing I don't agree with it I won't celebrate it with you but you can do that thing I am a bigot because I am not celebrating it uh, obvious easy example is if I don't attend the pride parade or if I don't participate in the pride parade i am anti-gay which is untrue i have nothing against gay people you want to be gay now we can get into a biblical conversation about homosexuality being a sin however those people are no worse or no better than a straight person myself anyone else we are all we're all fallen we're all sinners at the end of the day that's kind of a different conversation right i'm I'm just keeping a surface level but my main point being is like oh if i'm i'm (laughs) The counter to this, if I don't sit to pee, I am exclusive of trans men. Uh, wrong again, because what it's it's kind of like when people wear and I mean, I don't know, it's kind of like wearing like <laughs> my wife had a great example. She was like, I don't understand why people wear like super, super cool design, no show socks. Literally, it's no show in the name, meaning I don't want anyone to see my socks. So, I mean, at that point, you're doing it for yourself. But I would, I would say this is a similar instance, right? I am, I'm, I'm <laughs> what is me going in my bathroom 15 feet away from me right now, uh, being in my bedroom, going to do and, and sitting down to pee? How is that going to promote the trans? Is if, I guess, I guess the argument would be, well, it would make me think about, um, you know, trans women and, and their inclusivity and making sure I'm being inclusive of them. Here's the problem, though. You, I don't want to share a bathroom with women. And in this day and age, and this is going to get sticky, right? <laughs> because in this day and age, what you do, I mean, it's kind of your business, but I'm talking more of the identify people. So people who say, who just merely identify and leave it at that, right? Now, we're not going to get too deep into this topic because this is not the overall topic of it, but kind of a crazy headline didn't really make a lot of sense to me. And I may not be making a lot of sense right now. And I might be saying some stuff that's going to upset some people. And I don't know. It's kind of good, right? It's kind of good to upset, shake it because if you're not saying stuff that maybe makes people feel a little uncomfortable, a lot of times you're not having real conversations. And and what I hate is the self-censorship that we are seeing more and more and more. People realizing, okay, you can't say this, can't say that. And to an extent, certain things are acceptable, right? Like me not spewing racial slurs out and everywhere. Cause that's, cause that's not speech. That is, those are demeaning terms. That is demeaning speech that is harmful right now. I'm sure people would make argument that certain things I've said on here are demeaning speech and are harmful. I am, I am denying their identity and their humanity. No, no, no. I am merely denying their, <laughs> that their denial of certain realities that <laughs> what their biological sex is is I'm denying their denial of that reality. Oh, that was confusing. On to the next one, because I am just turning into a train wreck. I'm sure we all heard of it by now, but the amen and a woman. 
moment at the end of the prayer to start Congress. I literally saw the video and I was like, and if you haven't seen it, go look it up. I mean, it's everywhere. So this guy comes in and he does this generic prayer, start Congress. And he prays, you know, he says to Buddha, to, to, to Allah, to the monotheistic God, to whoever he prays to literally every God, just the being, he might as well have just said the being the deity outside of ourselves, right. To try and be all inclusive. And then this dingbat decides to go and amen a and or he says amen and a woman and everyone and their moms who saw this clip goes wait a minute what excuse wait hold on what my first thought was this is a joke this is a parody this isn't real and i looked into it and it's so real why are babylon b articles or babylon b type stuff that you would see in their articles coming to real life coming to fruition like literally if you're a satire writer right now, it's actually kind of hard because you may write something that will happen in a week or happened a week ago because things are so ridiculous. This is out of control. Like, all in all, totally out of control. And, you know, amen, it goes way, way back to the Hebrew and just says, you know, may it be so. It's literally, it has, sure, it has men in the word, but it literally has nothing, Ben Shapiro said about it, he's like, you're literally, insert, you're inserting gender into a word that that has no relation or anything to do with any sort of gender. You're genderizing a, a genderless word. So, now, wait a minute, so you're assuming this word's gender. This is just hit me right now. So, they assumed this word's gender, the disrespect, bigot, disrespectful bigotry that they gave, amen. Because why would you assume amen is gender non-binary, non-conforming, all right? It it doesn't have a gender. It is genderless. And for you to assume it's gender and then try and create a word, a woman, to then oppose its gender, to be balanced, is bigotry of the highest order, sir. But yeah, that was crazy. That actually happened. That And come back to less and less of a fan of government every single day day and i want to reduce its scope to minimum the absolute minimum politicians like and like them less and less like and like them like them less and less every single day i it's it's not a matter of like look at me i'm a conservative no spinning it's like no 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 no. i am sitting here saying i i am built i'm growing to despise government i despise what it has become i i tweeted um, or I, or I had a thought I should say the other day and it was, and it was a self reminder, but also something I needed to just kind of say out loud is that like government is not God and politics is not religion because it has become that way in our culture in so many different ways. And I think it's important that we need to take truths like that and take points like that and say them out loud because that's, Honestly, I think that's a huge fight against the craziness is to say, no, 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 that is not, it is not correct. Government cannot save you. Government cannot grant you life. And the more that we build a culture that looks to government to solve our problems, to give us what we need, the closer we get to losing all of our freedom and becoming an oppressed people and having a tyrannical government, the more that we look to ourselves, each other, our communities. We start with yourself and then you work outward to your locality, to your state, then to the federal level. Their job is to put up the fence 
so that we can maintain harmony and yes i'm going to equate cows to people right now people to cows so that the cows the cattle the herd doesn't wander into the street and get hit by a car it is a maintaining of order we have adequate land but you put up the fence so that order remains, right? It is your job to make sure that all the people in the playpen play nice. Nothing else, nothing more. It is not your job to say, oh, look, his shoes aren't as nice. Let's go buy him some shoes and and come in and do that. It is it is not what I want to move towards. And I love how I, that started with a man and a woman and came to that. But that is absolutely patently insane. And I'm done playing softball with some of this stuff saying a man and a woman is literally insane. And I mean, it blew up and people were all over it. So that's good. Those things need to happen because we're, we're in a downward spiral and it makes me a little nervous. I was messaging a friend earlier and they were like, man, I am, let me say, I'm like losing my, I'm losing my mind over all this. And I was like, I'm not losing my mind. And this is why it concerns me even more. It's because it's one thing to see, like for right now, I'm seeing these crazy headlines and I'm like, what the heck? I'm taking my, you know, as a Viking, I'm taking my axe and I'm chopping these bad, bad ideas down. These bad, you know, these crazy headlines and saying this is, this is ridiculous and getting them out of the way, making way for things that are proper and true. And, 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 but when it comes to the more serious stuff and, and each day it's not, it's more of a, a calm caution or anxiety, but a calm one, if that makes sense, right? I'm not sitting here going, Oh my gosh, what's happening? I'm sitting here going, Oh no, Mm-mm, this isn't good. This has real implications. And it's, and it's like that. It's, it's that sobering, sobering worry, sobering, I guess we can call it fear, that sobering fear that, this, we're seeing those, those points that people always talked about we'd get to and we always thought they were far off. Oh, I'll never get to that, never get to that. We're coming to those points. We're seeing those points come up. We're seeing those things happen. We're passing those mile markers that we never thought we'd get to. Or at least I, I, I thought, okay, these, it's a possibility, but it's like it's going to take a lot. And, and, and I'm hopeful that, like, look, we won't, we won't get there. And then now we're here. And it's just that sobering, like, oh, this is where we're at. So let's see. Oh, yeah. Next one up is Kamala Harris plagiarizing a story from her as a toddler from MLK. (laughs) You can't make this up. If you haven't heard this one, go look it up. It'll give you the best details. I will give you a quick synopsis. She tells a story. She was in a stroller in a march in San Fran as a toddler, falls out of stroller, Parents don't notice, which first of all is totally asinine. As Matt Walsh po- pointed out on his ep- his podcast when he was talking about this, absolutely. How do you how do you not see the baby fall out of the stroller? It's literally in the best possible position. It's right in front of you, so it falls out straight. You run over it with the stroller, you step on it, and then it's like, oh, I didn't notice. Falls out to the right or the left. Guess what? It's still in front of you, and if there's two of you, you're going to see. It. It's going to cause. I don't care if you're in a giant crowd of people, and it's like I'm sure there's an instance where look that could happen, but I mean, come on. I, I'm, I'm sitting here being like, these are questionable parents right here. Y'all got to pay attention. But anyways, and then they finally found her and she was fussing and say, and her mom asked her, what do you want? What do you want? And she looked at her and said, freedom. Well, turns out this actually happened in the South in Selma or Birmingham on, on like a bridge crossing or something like that. And uh, during an MLK march and 
it's eerily similar. And so basically, and it's not a story that has just been told once. It's been told several times, a couple times by Kamala herself. And it's just like, you need more reasons to not like politicians. What, no matter what side you're on, whether you you did vote for them or you or you voted for um, the Don, it's like I don't I don't like you. I don't like any of you, and it, it, I and and I don't think there's much we can do about it. You know, because I don't know if I've ever actually like fleshed out this idea. But there are just hard things about life that are hard to get around. Like politics will always be corrupt. You know. Absolute power corrupts absolutely is a classic phrase. Like those are just based. It's based upon human nature, how we are and just how things go, how the world turns, right? You're never going to, can't do anything about it. You may not like it, but we can, we can mitigate it at best. We can never eradicate it, right? Bigotry. We will never eradicate bigotry. We can maybe eradicate the appearance of bigotry. There will always be prejudice and bigotry, uh, it'll just be a matter of can we minimize it? And right now, it's seeing a real, real uh, resurgence of caring about certain things: male, female, white, black, whatever it may be. And looking at those, looking at the race dynamics, going to the first thing of the race dynamics and saying, "Oh, there aren't very many women in this thing, in this, in this workforce." There aren't very many women in this job force, so it must be a sexist job force. Instead of thinking people make choices and maybe there just aren't enough, there aren't near as many women who apply for these jobs. If it's a 10 to 1 ratio, guess what? I expect at least a 10 to 1 ratio in that workforce. And it's not because there's some subversive suppression. There might be, but to just jump to that's your first conclusion, Whatever happened to the benefit of the doubt? Whatever happened to say, hey, sometimes things happen and they, like, life literally doesn't work out evenly. It never, it never flipping does. It never works out in perfect diversity. And people talk like it should, though. And, and it annoys the crap out of me because it's just like, okay, if it's not perfectly male, female, perfectly every color in the rainbow, then there is, there are problems. I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, there, there's no problems, but I'm just saying, I, how prevalent is this widespread problem? Do you think that sometimes things just happen this way and in a certain way and it's not necessarily good or bad? It's just like amoral, like saying, you know, money is amoral, but it's people's love of money. It's the love of money. It's the seeking after money. It's like money does invoke power in situations because it is a currency. And I mean, but it's just like watch watch your dollar become worthless and then guess what? That money is now worthless and the worth, the, that power will shift. But, you know, money, you know, a $10 bill is literally amoral. It's how I feel about it. It's how other people feel about it. It's what I do with it that matters. Anyways, final one. We had Cosmo start off the new year by putting, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm not going to hold, I'm not going to pull my punches. I'm done. Cosmo putting fat women on cover saying this is healthy was uh, was a headline. So basically they had, and, you know, I want to be mindful to never fat shame as a problem. But it's, but it's one thing to say, oh, don't fat shame, so don't say anything about it. It's like, hold on. I can, I, can, I can literally scientifically say being obese, being overweight is unhealthy. It is not good for you. And I'm not making any snap judgments about like, oh, this person has a hormone issue. Because I, I have people very close to me who, who weight is a very big problem. And it's due to biological problems, right? And, and meaning that... They can they can put on pounds. Weight regulation is difficult. However, it's doable. 
And I'm not saying you need to be thin as a rail and be, you know, in perfect physical condition because nobody is and it's impossible to get everybody there. However, it's one thing to sit there and, you know, a few years ago when they were just like, look, this is also beautiful, you know, and, and I thought it was good too when they started using models that looked more, that weren't just these like bone thin Photoshop models, you know, like Target has just like, it literally looks like regular people. And I'm like, hey, that's cool. I, I I actually was fine with that. I was like, let's make these, let's, you know, modeling clothing at Target. And it's like, ah, they look like regular people. They do. They do. Now, not to say I, I think, I don't think they, they, you know, they could go overboard and be, and if it's just all overweight people, then it's like, okay, not everyone's overweight. Now we are in America. Most people, a lot of people are overweight. We do have an obesity epidemic. You know, this is the second leading cause of death or, uh, I'd probably said that wrong. It's not, but it's, uh. In in the United States, on on average, every year, basically, and so it 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 kills a lot of people, and directly, mainly indirectly, you know, you have cardiovascular problems and things like that, and just your body just isn't meant to carry when it's when it's carrying, you know, one and a half times, two times as much as it's supposed to carry around and function. It makes things really, really hard. It's like having a highway, a two lane highway for big city type traffic. Guess what? It's it's going to be, you're going to have backed up traffic all the time. You're going to have problems. You're going to have wrecks. And it's, it, you know, the road is going to be in disrepair because it's seeing way too much. It's the same sort of concept, right? Well, <clears throat> then, so it's one thing to be like, fat is beautiful, which, yes, in and of its own, own right, it can be. And, you know, and and everyone suffers with weight. And I'm not trying to harp on that. However, to, to look, to, to then put, and I mean, these weren't, these weren't like, it wasn't husky, it wasn't chunky, it wasn't chubby. These were, if you, definitely according to BMI, but probably even body fat percentage, these were like borderline obese people, which going from, say, overweight to obese, obese is an indicator saying that, like, you are, you are basically, like, that's a serious health risk. That's, I believe, that's, oh, what's the, that's like, um, two, oh, man, I'm, so you can have that. There's there's a point system. It's like being overweight. Basically, ah, screw it. I'm not. I'm gonna butcher it, and I'm not gonna say it. But you know, being being overweight is one thing. Being, I mean, shoot, I'm overweight right now. But then being obese, and then and then saying this is healthy. We clearly have two different two different de- definitions of healthy. And I would say that yours is based on some subjective matter of what do you mean healthy? Do you mean this is healthy as in they are happy? They are not struggling with self-esteem or something like that? Because sure, that part of their mental health could be fine. But if we're talking physical health, which I believe was part of it, it was trying to, this is body positivity movement, uh, which I think in a very small sense can be okay, but uh, to this extent is wildly dangerous is saying like, no, no, you're totally healthy because, you know, our culture is transformed into something where it's no longer okay to, 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 to speak hard truths to people and, and, and to bring up things that maybe concern you, such as you have a friend who's, <clears throat> let's just say gaining weight and you, and you say something to them, we can say, you know, it, you will get accosted for that. You're fat shaming, you're doing all this. And it's like, actually, whatever happened to, no, no, no. I tell you these hard things because I care about you. I tell you, hey man, I don't want you to go smoke cigarettes because it's bad for your lungs and uh, you want to be an athlete, right? Everyone's like, oh yeah, that, that's fine. Why? 
the same thing. He's like, Hey, I want, I want my, I want my parents to live as long as possible. And so, you know, when I see, I, you know, I, that's why I try as my dad gets older, try and encourage him. Hey, you know, make sure to try and stretch, try and work out, try and do that, try and, you know, eat healthy. And he has made those turns because, you know, my mom walks more because they realize, Oh, we're kind of losing our strength and we want to stay as active and as fit as long as possible. So we can live and see our, our kids, you know, have families of their own, our grandkids and, and be a part of their lives. And everyone wants to do that. But it just, this, this headline was too far for me. It was, it was not okay. It was not correct. And it, we hit that point where it's like, whoa, nope, absolutely not. No, no, no. Like there, and this is, this goes back to the classic poem done from, uh, I'm going to say that German guy and butcher this, but I'll pull it up where it's like, look, they never came for, first they came for the communists. I wasn't one, so I did nothing. Then they came for the socialists. I, uh, and I, I did not, but I was not a socialist, so I did nothing. Trade unionists, I wasn't one. And then they came for the Jews, I wasn't one. And then they came for me, and no one was left to speak up for me. That poem is, I mean, I saw that first when I was a little kid, and it just stuck in my brain and has resonated with me, and it keeps coming to the forefront. As we see, as we see things like the con- what, I'm, what I'm dubbing the conservative purge or the purge on social media happening right now live on the record, as we are recording, followers being lost, accounts being suspended, banned, you know, the president being indefinitely banned, Facebook and Twitter, we're seeing other things like that just happening. And it's like, this is the, the time is now It is no longer time to sit back. And, and I believe that there are times where I have sat back and not said anything and not even been like, Hey, maybe we should be careful about what we do with this. And that, I think that has potentially led to now we literally have a mainstream cosmopolitan magazine, put obese people on their cover and said, this is healthy. And it's literally a blatant lie on its face. That is not healthy. I'm sure you could change the definition to healthy, but, but I will say that since everything is subjective and you know, it's the truth, whatever your truth is, is the truth. I guess technically that does fit under that worldview. So yes, it can be healthy. It also means crackhead can be healthy. If in, if that crackhead's truth is that they maintain their health by doing crack, then guess what? That's healthy for that crackhead. I'm obviously being sarcastic here. Not healthy, not okay. And then, you know, and so that, those, those are my few headlines that I was like, I, in the first week, I remember looking at my calendar and being like, first week? Got all this? Dad, come at 2021. I need a beer. <laughs> like, or some, I need to, oh, I need a vacation. <laughs> Can I get away from this somehow? And then also I remind myself, it's like, man, ah, you know, I'm trying to do better balancing and not being just constantly political. And because I'm like, you can get too much into this. And, and but then I'm really, you know, no, it's not. I'm not necessarily just being political here. It's I'm being cultural here. Like, tell me the, the a man, a woman. Is that political? No, that's just in my opinion. That is a stupid thing that happened. Uh, Cosmo saying fat is healthy. Is that really political? No, that is literally just false. And then I might get labeled as a fat shamer for saying obese is not healthy. There's nothing fat shaming about that. You might feel shame, but that doesn't mean I am not actively shaming you because guess what? There are hard truths. You know what's a hard truth for me is that I, is that I am, I'm at a weight that I've never been able to get. I'm, 
I all of a sudden started to gain weight like I never could before in my life. And if at a point where I'm looking at myself saying, this is the biggest I've ever been. I don't like, like my, my, oh, my waist is actually a little bit bigger and some of these pants are fitting a teeny bit tighter than I've had for a few years now. And I'm saying, no, 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 I don't like this. You know what I felt? I felt shame for it. How have I let myself get to this? I felt shame for doing this. But I look at myself and I say, now what am I going to do about this? I'm not going to let this cycle continue. I'm going to correct this cycle. I'm going to course correct. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to make sure I'm working out harder. I'm going I'm to watch what I do. I'm going I'm to watch myself better. And we're going to get out of this. And, and I'm seeing positive movement in that direction right now. No, I haven't really lost much weight, but my physique has changed. And it's morphing. We're seeing uh, it's, it's morphing back into what I ultimately had for most of my life up until a couple of years ago was, you know, a more athletic build with, with more muscle, less fat, and, and, and fairly lean. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's... Now the the Kamala one, yeah, that's a little bit political, but also it's just getting called. It's a politician getting called out for blatant plagiarism. So I don't know what you want from me. I know some of this is old news, and you probably heard all, if you keep up with this sort of thing, you definitely heard all this stuff. But hey, uh, thanks for listening, and I give it to you that way. Now on to the more important stories. Capital storming, hated that. Didn't like anything about that. Also didn't like certain responses saying, "Man, <clears throat> look at how all those white people were treated." If this has been black people. They'd have been all shot up and killed. Would have been handled totally differently. And I just go, how is that your first thought? How is how is the first thought at our capital being breached by... Uh, I want to keep this as generic as possible because I'm trying to emphasize it doesn't really matter, right? Your capital being breached from by political protesters... And your response is, let's look at the color of his skin and say, oh man, if they had been black, this has been a problem. This is, this is a problem. And then, you know, say BLM or, you know, we have a problem with systemic racism and say, hold on, you are just like, that's a huge juxtaposition, juxtaposition. And like, you're just, you're just inserting and playing whataboutism, but you're completely ignoring the fact that this was a problem. And I thought we all agreed this was a problem. This was a very bad thing. This shouldn't have happened. How did we, and, in, and let's all look at, look at the situation and say, how did we get here? Hmm. This definitely shouldn't happen. Now, how do we fix this? How do we get away from here? Instead, we say, oh, man, that's crazy. Now, imagine if it had been this way because it would have been totally different. America's racist. And hate that just as much as I hate storming the Capitol because I'm like, this is that, there's the most unproductive response you can have to this sort of thing. Now, I'm not against calling out racism and bigotry when we see it. But just unnecessarily interjecting it and to any situation you see now and you see an interaction with, 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 let's just say with a white person and law enforcement or some, or some situation, you just say, man, they've been black and crazy. I'm sure there's a conversation where that would make more sense and maybe be productive, but this one is absolutely not. And a lot of the people that were saying this were the same people talking about, Oh, Mr. You know, unity and love time. Unity. I voted for the party of unity and love. And you know, who's one of the people who said that freaking the soon-to-be president, Joe Biden. Hey, Mr. Unity, where's all unity in that? Now, I'm sure there are people who have complaints about me, and that's fine. That is fine. I have my faults and my flaws. What I'm saying here is what happened is bad, and then responses from so many people have been bad and not okay. 
This is not how we respond to this. We are coming apart at the seams in a very real, tangible way now. It's been talked about for a while now. And and I'm not going to sit here and say it's all Donald Trump's fault. Because in a lot of parts, he was just a symptom of the the disease that America is suffering from. He was, he is not the disease. And, and when people talk like it was all him, I'm like, no, it's not the problem. Not, and I'm saying he, but he did plenty of things that didn't help the problem as well. I see him as more of a symptom of a bigger endemic problem and that we've, we've allowed to infiltrate or a virus, if you will, to speak in these, you know, pandemic terms, be topical here, a virus to take hold and this is just he was just a bad cough if you will you know or even you know when you say this even he was even a fever of sorts right but i don't see him as the virus itself the virus is something different something cultural a, a, a division that we uh that is only with it with a gap that is only widening right now it feels like it's that of the grand canyon that kind of divide and we're and and I'm constantly, and it just, and it keeps eroding and getting bigger and bigger. I'm sitting here saying, how can we bridge this? That is my first thought is no, 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 no. If we want to save all the, the things that are good in this world, the things that are good in our society, we need to not give in to the rage, not give in to the hate, not give in to the divisiveness. We need to figure out a way. How can we fix this? Stop looking at dissidents as demons. Stop looking at government is God. Stop looking at politics as religion. Stop only caring about politics. And here I am, this totally political episode, <laughs> preaching that, right? Practice what I preach. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure it out. This is a conversation I feel that we need to have though, right? And then fast forward now until today, which <clears throat> if you're listening to this is actually yesterday, technically. We, <clears throat> okay, I think we all knew. We, we see the purge on social media beginning and not just like, Oh, you know, all these can- accounts being on parlor being, th- being contemplated as being banned from the Apple store. It just got banned from Google play until it says it fixes its moderation problem, which I don't know a ton about it. I'm actually, I have one and I'm on it, but I've, I've used it like twice. I'm like, this is dumb. I'm just not, I'm just not motivated enough to really learn it. This might push me towards the edge though, with all this purging and we'll see. But in all honesty, I, I see his reactionary. It's like, I don't know. I might just figure something else out. But we see this happening and I'm saying, oh, so, it, okay. So storm the Capitol, then this. And it's like, we very real. One of my biggest fears right now is, is a very real and sort of like civil war that either leads to, you know, attempts of secession or storming of the Capitol that could even look like a coup of some sorts. And it's these sort of things that make me extremely nervous because I, a, I honestly, personally, I don't want to live through something like that. I'd rather be dead when something like that happens or not be born. You know, like the first civil war, none of us were alive for that. Glad I didn't live through it. I don't want to live through something that big. And, you know, people make jokes about it. That's kind of how we cope. But also at the same time, people don't understand. It's like, I don't want that sort of conflict. I don't want that sort of, if we can solve this problem through a peaceful means, that's, that's way better and, and, and figure out or, or minimize the damage, if you will. That's what I would prefer. Now, what, what we're seeing is, I think we all knew that, <laughs> look, I mean, I was sitting here and be like, all right, January 21st, Donald Trump's going to be banned from all social media platforms is, is coming, right? Then this capital thing happened and, um, 
the not great way that he handled all of it. But then at the end, he finally, you know, kind of came around to, to like, oh, kind of condemn it in a sort of ways. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden's going to be sworn in as president. I'm like, sweet. So everyone needs to agree. We need to. OK, everyone accept that. That's fine. And. Then he, they were like, you know what? We're not going to wait till the 20th. We're going to start the banning now. And then not only that, we are going to start removing. I can't tell you how many tweets I've seen of prominent people who say, oh, I've lost 4,000 followers. I've lost 5,000 followers in the last day. I've lost this. Accounts being gone. It's more of like a follower purge. And it's just like, whoa, creepy. It's honestly when I saw, and I, I scrolled for like an hour because I was like, ah, what? you know, sometimes you see something on Twitter and it, you look at it and you're like, Okay, this is just like happening in this little bubble. This is actually happening, folks. The walk away campaign, if you don't know what that is, it's basically Brandon Straka. He started he started this because he he walked away from the left or the Democrats because he basically had an awakening. He got red pilled and he started this whole campaign about people doing it and it had over half a million uh followers and tens of thousands of testimonials on, and it was a Facebook page got taken down, totally eliminated all, all the content gone. And then even, even certain just journalists. So Elijah Schaefer who works for the blaze earlier today, he got banned from Twitter and Instagram. Now the blaze fought for him and he got reinstated because he was banned for no reason. Because literally what he does is he goes to, he was, he, you know, he goes out in the field and he just literally captures content and says, here's what's happening. Doesn't say anything else. Doesn't say, here's what happened, you know, this side's doing that or that. He literally just field reports so that people can see what is happening on the ground, right? And he was at the Capitol and was there reporting on all that stuff and got taken down. And they were like, and they realized, oh crap, we, we screwed up on that one. So he was fortunate enough to get back in. But we're sitting here living through this moment where it is, it is we are seeing this purge. And one thing that I find funny is. You know, people can say, oh, well, you know, it's fascist. He was authoritative. What well, he was, he was like a dictator or something like that. And, you know, they'll, they'll make their reasons for Trump and be like, oh, good job. He's gone. Just like, you know, when Alex Jones was gone like a year and a half ago and everyone's like, good job, good job. Yeah, he was crazy. And there were some people like, yeah, he was crazy, but uh, that's not grounds to ban someone. This is bad precedent. This is going to come back to bite some of you in the butt and watch yourself. And then sure enough, here we are now. And it's just going to continue. And I'm I'm honestly sitting here like in the back of my mind going like, am I going to get banned sometime? Like, or what's it going to take for me to get, you know, my edgy side being like, how can I, you know, get in trouble and get suspended, say something edgy? Because, you know, sometimes we all want to be that little edgy, like, oh, look at me. I'm so edgy. You know, I'm doing this thing. I got, I got thrown in, I got thrown in Facebook jail for 30 days because I'm edgy. It's like, at this point, you can literally say a fact. You know, Zuby got suspended for saying, okay, dude, and then he got reported as misgendering someone, even though someone came at him with some harassment saying, I bet I sleep with more women than you do. And he was dismissive, dismissively saying, okay, dude, I'm not going to engage with this conversation because that's some nonsense trash talk is basically what he said. But he only said that in, okay, dude, that's what, you know, the sentiment that gets across gets freaking suspended. People got suspended saying men are not women. Literally, that is a statement of scientific fact. Men are not women. Women are not men. Men do not menstruate. Things like that. So literally stating facts can now get you banned. So it's, it's honestly, it's kind of lost its edginess. I'm looking at it and be like, yeah, it's not really edgy because literally you can say a fact and be like, huh, it's not. And, and you can get eclipsed. And so it's, 
I don't know, it's just eerie. And I look at this and I say, look, when is it when has it ever helped the situation to shut someone up? Like, doesn't it usually galvanize, embolden people? Like, Trump gets banned, and doesn't doesn't the people who like already were skeptical, like me, of big tech and things, and and the power that they wield, and and the arbitrary ways in which they uh, act on the rules, kind of you know, like the NCAA, just is like who's they spin the wheel, and it's like who are we going to investigate and get in trouble this year, and whatever school it lands on, it's like aha them because everyone, it's like the open secret, they're like ah, everyone's breaking the rules because that's just you know that's what drives this industry and competition, but we're sitting there. Doesn't it just say, Oh yeah, this is a problem and make us want to clench our fists harder, make us want to fight back harder. And I mean, maybe that's good. So literally was just watching Tim cast Tim pool. If you don't watch him, check him out. He's, he's got some great stuff, does some great reporting, but he, he, the best description he had is like, it's like someone in a bar and they're like, and they're pushing you around, shoving you around. And you're like, all right, you want to go? And you put your hands up and they're like, you know what? Actually, I'm done with this. I'm leaving. And you, tur- they turn around and walk out. And then you grab a bottle and throw it at their head. And then they turn around and say, okay. And they drop kick you. Or they grab a stool. And they beat you. And they hit you over the head with it. It's bonkers. I, like I said, I'm not presenting any answers here. I'm trying to flesh this out. Because I don't even know exactly where I stand on all of this. I'm trying to figure it out. But I'm sitting here looking at this situation saying it's not good. We need to not be afraid to speak up and say that, like, hey, this is not good. These are not okay. I, I'm not sitting here praising Trump being – I've seen so many people, bye, bye, Don, ha, ha, ha. I think it's so funny. One day it's going to come, and that's going to be you, and you're going to be saying, hey, what happened? And it's not going to be okay. No, we need to stand up. We need to speak up now. The purge is starting now. It's kind of scary. I don't know what's coming next. 2021 – so 2020 was crazy. And it was like, ah, this is bonkers, you know, Tiger King, pandemic, all that stuff, you know, wild presidential election. But then 2021 is coming in and being like, <clears throat> so like 2020 was the, was a crap talker, was a little crap talking guy. He's like, oh, he's sitting there talking a bunch of crap. And you're like, yeah, you're not scary. And then 2021 is his big brother that comes up to you and is like, oh, you'll, you can actually hurt me. That's what's happening. I don't know what to make of it. I'd love to know what you think of it. Uh, you know, email the show. It's ramblingviking at gmail.com or you can text it 580-789-9258. Send me any and all your thoughts on what you think is happening on you agree or disagree with me. On anything and everything. Sorry, I had to shut the door. I felt there was going to be some noise. But, uh, <laughs> wow, I'm already at 45 minutes. This is incredible. I don't want to... I don't want to beat a dead horse here. You know, remember, remember when PETA put forth all those alternatives to those classic, you know, cruel animal phrases, beat a dead horse, two birds with one stone, you know, feed two birds with one scone, feed a fed horse. And, all, and I'm like, no, nope, nope, I'm keeping them as is. Y'all are whack. But those are my craziness. I'm, is there any craziness I missed? What craziness is to come? I don't know. All I know is that... My concerns remain our freedom, and our liberty. Don't know what's coming of it. I, I'd rather not see it continually infringe. I'd rather not see us keep creating stimulus and saying, hey, we need more money because we we are going to hyperinflate our dollar. It's 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 crazy times we live in. Now, my, my biggest question is too is when we step back 
in a hundred years from now, how will this year be viewed? I know I'm sure there was crazy years. I'm sure 1921 was crazy in its own right. And there were certain crazy things. People thought it was the biggest deal in the absolute world is going to be remembered forever. But I legitimately think some of the stuff happening is going to be remembered forever. Like storming the Capitol, that's actually going to be in history books. The pandemic, that's going to be in history books. Um, if this purge keeps on going, that's going to be, that's going to be in history books. And I don't know, I don't know how this ends. I don't know what, what happens next, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Kind of just a crazy ramble. And you know, it's not, we're not here on the rambling Viking. We're not about being, you know, fully put together, well-constructed, well, well said all the time. It's about fleshing out ideas and kind of, and just having a conversation. You, you know how I roll. If you've listened to me this far, if this is your first episode listening, then more power to you because wow, you got through this, ep- this doozy of an episode. And I'm proud of you. And I hope you come back because they're not all like this. I got some, you know, we do some on Star Wars. I want to come back and try and do some more lighthearted, funny stuff. Uh, I'm not a great comedian. I don't have a funny, a ton of funny content, but we might just, you know, hang out, chit chat, be more laid back. But I think that's a good point to close the show. Keep it under an hour. Thanks everybody for watching, watching. <laughs> I hope you're not watching. If you're watching, you're very confused because it's been the same picture of a Viking helmet <laughs> with a word bubble coming out of it for the last 45 minutes. Hmm. Is it ever going to change? This helmet has a lot to say. No. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Please hit up the show. Love to know any and all thoughts. Thanks.